0: And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at cerebral.com/slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all.
1: Socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. Underwear is the second, shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first. Made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts, too. All designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas. Comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com comfy. I'm
0: Colleen Witt.
1: Lady Gaga opened up about the impact method acting had on her mental and physical health. A couple had their photo taken by none other than Cher without even realizing it. And we're talking with USA Today's David Oliver about Netflix's queer rom com, Single All the Way.
0: It's December 16th, 2021.
1: Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So, to kick things off, Lady Gaga talked about how method acting has affected her, and it sounds like it wasn't always in a good way. On an episode of the podcast Just For Variety, she revealed that the process was so intense that she hired a psychiatric nurse to be with her toward the end of filming. She went on to say that she doesn't want to quote, glorify her methods, and that she doesn't really know why she pushes herself so hard.
0: Uh, And I ask myself all the time why I do that. Uh, I've done some pretty extreme art pieces throughout my career. Uh, I, the things I've put my body through, my mind through. And I can feel like this, like it's like a walnut of sadness in my stomach as I say this to you. I don't know why I'm like that, Mark. I really, I think that the best answer I could give you is that I have a sort of romantic relationship with um, suffering for your art that I developed as a young girl. And uh, it, it just sometimes goes too far. And when it, and when it does go too far, it, it can be hard to reel it in on your own. So, Stephen, yesterday we had Ahis on the show and we were talking about method acting because we were talking about succession. That led to her talking about the Joker, et cetera, et cetera. I'm coming to the realization that no one should be method acting. It seems like one in 10 does it OK and comes out
1: OK. It doesn't seem worth it. No, listen, and look, I'm not here on this podcast to brag, but I will say Lady Gaga and I both went to the same acting school, New York (laughs) University. She only lasted a year. I graduated. No, not not that I'm bragging, but I will say, you know, honestly, acting teachers are pretty discouraging of that kind of an approach. Oh, interesting. Because at the end of the day, you know, acting is a job, right? And you are supposed to be able to kind of like leave it all on the court. If it follows you home at night like you're you're probably not doing it right or at least you're you're doing it right but at great expense to yourself that doesn't need to happen you know I just want to
0: talk about how you said leaving it on the court instead of the stage.
1: And I'm like, wow, Stephen loves sports. You know, me and my <laughs> sports metaphors, I'm all about them. But I don't know. I think it creates just like a kind of a toxic work environment yeah. if you are like brooding in such a way that like you are you need a psychiatric nurse around, you know, it's a job. It, 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 you should never be sacrificing your well-being for a movie.
0: And affecting others potentially.
1: Yes, Yes.
0: All right. So moving on to something very happy that I know you absolutely love,
1: Stephen. I sure do.
0: Uh, okay. I don't know if everyone else has heard about this, but I'm super jealous of this couple who randomly got their photo taken by Cher. Cher, Stephen, Cher.
1: It's amazing.
0: <laughs> so she posted the pic on Twitter the other day saying that when she was leaving a movie, she saw a quote, beautiful couple. A guy was taking his partner's photo, and Cher asked if she could take a picture of the two of them together. She had her mask on, so she figured they didn't know who she was and that she was, quote, maybe just a crazy woman. The tweet quickly went viral, and the couple ended up seeing it. The woman replied, quote, oh my God, that's me, and it was my birthday. Wow, I can't believe it. And her partner responded, quote, wow, so we really did meet Cher. This night will certainly be remembered forever
1: okay Uh, to be a fly on the wall (laughs) first of all at the movie theater when that happened and then also at this couple's home when they like opened up twitter and they were like that woman who took the photo of us was Cher
0: I also absolutely love that like Cher's like they probably didn't even know who I was because I had a mascot I'm like Cher have you heard your voice (laughs) have you seen yourself (laughs) like I I know it could definitely be someone dressed up as her for sure but I'm like she's so distinctive (laughs) yeah that I love that she's like oh a mask hides who I
1: well, this is interesting because the the man said we really did meet Cher. So, do you think right. the couple left and were like, "Was that?" Cher? Yes, I, I think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> That is an amazing story. By the way, this kind of reminds me, did you see on Instagram that Madonna went to the movies and saw Licorice Pizza, which is getting great reviews. And then she said that she was so inspired by the film that she took the mop away from the janitor and started mopping the theater floors herself, I guess because of the way this movie struck her.
0: Okay, well, we're all affected in different ways. Yes,
1: yeah, so it just <laughs> Art str- moves us. <laughs> it's just a strange week for like pop icons in movie theaters, I guess. <laughs> You're correct. All right. Well, moving on, the holiday rom-com is one of our favorite movie genres here at BuzzFeed Daily with classics like Love Actually, The Holiday or Bridget Jones's Diary. But it's 2021 and we're finally starting to get holiday rom-com centered around queer relationships. Today, we're joined by USA Today's David Oliver to talk about Netflix's first gay rom-com, Single All The Way. Hi, David. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So you wrote a piece about Single All the Way for USA Today, and we wanted to have you on to talk about it. In the last few years, Hollywood has finally started making some content created by and centered around queer people. This includes holiday movies like last year's Happiest Season and The Christmas House. In your opinion, how do you think Single All the Way stands out in the queer holiday pantheon?
2: this one feels like one of the first movies that's really geared you know for and by queer people i feel like watching this i felt like there were a lot of little jokes and little references and things that maybe weren't as common in other holiday films that we've seen and it was also way more joyful well i think happiest season certainly had like you know queer people behind it and starring in it i think that it definitely was more of a downer, and still focused on this coming out story, where single all the way kind of erased that, and didn't we didn't have to go through that same kind of traumatic story again. We could just kind of have like a cute little rom com that wasn't trying to be anything super, you know, um, like making a larger statement about something beyond kind of something more joyful.
0: Yep, it was just classic, classic rom com, classic holiday rom com. <laughs> so you know this movie is also special like you mentioned because according to the hollywood reporter philemon chambers who plays one of the leads is the first black actor to star in a queer holiday rom-com and then in fact all three gay male leads are played by gay men and the movie was written by a gay man and you know while this might sound like a normal thing for a gay film it's not that common so how do you think that added to this film
2: yeah i know like a shocking concept right actual queer (laughs) people behind a queer movie oh my goodness exactly no i think it definitely added to I think the sincerity behind the film and I think the authenticity was really there I think it's pretty shocking that this is also like it's like the first like black person like you know the, the first black person to star on like a queer rom-com is obviously awful too and like the fact that we're having so many firsts right now is terrible but I'm glad that it's happening and that I thought the everybody in this was really great and well cast and it seemed to totally work so yeah I'm really happy that it all happened and you actually got to speak to a few members of the cast about their
1: experience working on the movie. Did they share any insight about what it meant to them to be able to tell
2: this story? Sure. I mean, I spoke to Philemon, Michael, Yuri, and um, Kathy and Jimmy, who are all fantastic to speak with. Michael kind of was talking about how he's done kind of the coming out story before. He's done stories about homophobia. And while that there's still, you know, a place for those that it was nice to do something that was, you know not about that that it was for like that it was by and for queer people and that also he hopes that being a part of this you know maybe a queer kid will be watching this at home um and maybe see it and get some representation on screen that way and kathy nojimi is someone who's been you know and, you know, who has done a lot of work for the LGBTQ community. And I think it was really important and exciting for her to be a part of this as well in that way. And for Philemon, like obviously newer on the scene, but again, exciting for him to be a part of something really cool.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the rest of the cast a little bit later, but it is, this cast was just, if they weren't gay, they're gay icons. This was a very <laughs> <Yes>. gay film. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for sure, for sure.
0: All right, well, we'll be right back with more from David Oliver.
1: Hello.
0: Hello. Hi. Oh my God. I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey everybody. Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, And I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played with Chuck Bass. I just can't believe that I did that with my life. Jay, we had like the most amazing time. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. your attention we need everything you got fast waiting on reparations we be the illest podcast
2: tune in every thursday politics and wordplay we fight for the people because they got us in the worst way
0: from the hill to brazil bombay to kanye
2: from the left enclave to what the neocons say
0: every thursday cop the heady conversation and then
2: break us off with some bread because we waiting, waiting on, on reparations. reparations listen to waiting on reparations on the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
0: Welcome back. We're talking with USA Today's David Oliver about Netflix's first gay rom-com single all the way. So, it's time to talk about Jennifer Coolidge, who has been described as a gay icon. You know, the screenwriter Chad Hodge actually wrote the role of Aunt Sandy with her in mind. I mean, in my opinion, she was the best part of the film, but I am biased. I love her deeply. Did she become even more of a queer icon in your eyes because of this role? I think
2: definitely. I mean, she was already at such a level that, like, it's hard to comprehend even, honestly. But to me, that she sort of, like, cemented this role, I think I saw on Twitter, somebody said that, like, even just saying like, um, the line about grinder in this movie that like cemented her, like it's like that's all the movie needed to be. And I feel like that, yeah, I mean, it's she's just so incredible to watch on screen. And yeah, Chad said the writer, Chad Hodge said that he never, because I, I spoke with him as well, he said that he never does this, he never just writes for a person and recommended people don't, but that with this, he like broke his own rule, um, and needed to include her. And he was right, honestly. I don't think anybody else could have done what she did.
1: I do think every gay screenwriter writes at least one role in their film from jennifer coolidge and then it's just a matter if she's available
2: right and i feel like i mean you kind of have to right like yes. I a, i don't see another way no it's paying proper respect I think, to, to the community you know
1: Um, All right. Well, moving on. One of the big themes in your review is how this is a queer story that isn't about coming out or or, or about not being accepted by your family or another kind of traumatic event, but rather it's just simply a rom-com about queer people. Now, okay. Not to name drop here, but Casey, my co host, and her writing partner actually have a queer rom com coming out this year, or next year rather, on Hulu with no coming out story. So we're definitely seeing more of this pop up. Do you think we're going to start to see even more TV and movies about queer stories that aren't traumatic?
2: Well, first off, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank can't you. wait to watch Thank that. I would love to hear more about that. But I do think that, yeah, generally, I think that's where we're headed. I think that Hollywood is or, you know, people are getting the message that this is sort of happening. I know that Billy Eichner has this new movie coming out, Bros, which is exciting. There's a new Fire Island movie coming out, I believe, with like Boeing Yang yeah. and Matt and Rogers next booster. summer. Yeah, Joel can Booster. Yeah, like so many people, which I saw documents on Instagram, like over the summer, and was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this. So I think that it's definitely happening and more opportunities are coming. But I also don't think that we should all uh, be resting on our laurels either. I think that like further talking about this and, you know, trying to make sure that we're also honoring people beyond just, you know, you know, just gay men. But like, you know, queer women, um, trans people, non-binary, like there's a lot of someone told me this first story once. Like it's like there's so many letters in the LGBTQ community that we have to make sure that, you know, we're honoring those as much as possible as well.
1: Yeah, you know, you mentioned that Billy Eichner movie. So Billy Eichner is writing and starring in the first queer studio rom-com, which is coming out next year. And that feels like it's going to be a major moment. And one thing that I think is so cool about that Movie is that he's made a point of employing as many queer folks as possible to work on the movie, including having queer actors play the straight characters, which I just think is wildly fun. Do you have any thoughts or expectations about what that Movie is going to look like?
2: I mean, I think just having that in general, it's so revolutionary to have only queer- or people be a part of that. Like, what a concept. I just, that's incredible. I just, you know, with these kinds of things, I worry that like we have such high expectations and that putting these types of expectations on a movie, you know, just for representation's sake, it, it can be very dangerous. I think Happiest Season fell into the same thing for me. I know that I like went into it thinking like, oh my goodness, how exciting. And then I left feeling really depleted. So, which is no fault of the movie itself in a way. It's like, it, it didn't need to carry the weight of, Every queer person's you know hopes and dreams, so I think that going into it, I want to like i 'm excited, but I also want to remember, hey, this is like a big first it's a, like a big movie let's try and remember that it's it is a movie. And that it doesn't need to be everything, but it's a great first step, you know, either way.
0: It is. And we've talked about this on the show before, but it's just like, I mean, when you're going first like that, it's tough. But it's like you shouldn't be everything to everyone. Not every movie is for everyone. House of Gucci isn't for everyone, you know, but like it doesn't carry the weight of the, or the responsibility that these queer films carry. And I had that same experience with Happy Season, which is honestly why I was so excited for a single all the way. Because now we are just like, I'm like, let's just get to the point where we have as many queer Christmas movies as we do straight. And that way it's like, you know, we just deserve
1: to have that collection.
2: Exactly, 100%.
1: Well, moving away from like a queer holiday rom-com for a second, is there any certain genre either in TV or in film that you'd like to see a queer take on?
2: Oh, I feel like there's so many. I feel like we haven't had like, maybe this is even darker, but like a proper queer horror film that I feel like could be super interesting. I feel like Midsummer is not queer, but I feel like it's somehow canonically queer in some way. And I feel like that successful exactly but I'm like, okay, but I think we need more than that. So I think horror is one that I feel like I'd like to see. And I, cause I think it can be done probably in a clever way. But yeah, I mean, that's the first one that comes to mind with that question.
0: I think that makes sense, too, because it's so funny, because usually in horror films, the first killed off are like, you know, the people of color, the queer people. So it's like, what happens if the queer people live? What happens
2: then? <laughs> Exactly. And I think I could argue the same for TV too. There are so many, I mean, I guess American Horror Story kind of fills that queer horror thing on television. But I think on TV in general, I think we could use more, you know, more lighthearted queer shows on television. I think of like this past year, even like It's a Sin was a beautiful show, but it was incredibly dark and not a necessary story. But I think one that was super dark. I think that Love, Victor is very sweet on Hulu. I think that it also obviously a huge emphasis on the coming out story a lot. I'm sure that's going to develop over time. So I think just more lighthearted fare on TV. I think that The Sex Lives of College Girls is great on HBO Max, which does have a queer storyline on it, not to spoil anything. But that one is another sort of like there's a coming out element there that I know will evolve over time. But I feel like it at least approached it in a more interesting way than I think I've seen other shows do with somewhat less trauma. I think that's how I'll put that.
1: Yeah. Well, if any of our listeners have not yet watched Single All The Way, I actually highly recommend it. It's going to fill you with the Christmas spirit. It is ridiculous. It is campy. It's very gay. And for no other reason, you really should watch it for Jennifer Coolidge. David, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks so much for having me. This is great.
1: That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, more queer Christmas rom-coms and queer content in general, please. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go for your podcasts. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of the biggest stories on BuzzFeed coming to you daily. They say, if you love something, to set it free. If it doesn't come back, it was never yours to begin with. Here at LifeLock we have to say, what a load of bull hockey! All those nights working overtime, saving up all that money, paying off all that debt, and now some identity thief wants to try and set it free? That's crazy talk! The truth is, it can be dangerously easy to steal your identity, but with LifeLock by Norton, it's easy to help protect yourself. We help monitor your info and alert you to potential identity threats. If you become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at lifelock.com aware. That's lifelock.com aware for 25% off. Lifelock. Identity theft protection starts here. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice.